Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. Thank you for joining me today. I'm on my way to Muay Thai. I'm going to do some kicking, some punching, some kneeing, some elbowing, some headbutting. Nah, no headbutts, probably. But, uh, yeah, I'm definitely, uh, I think I'm going to try to fight next year. I just don't know what weight, because I'm like 245. It's like, what would I cut to? You know, I don't know what the, I think 205 would be the next one down, right? I'd probably just have to fight heavyweight. Which, it just depends on the type of opponent I get. You know what I mean? Heavyweight, that's a lot of meat swinging around. You know, and I feel like if I could get really good condition, I'm super strong. You know, I feel like I could beat a good amount of heavyweights up, or I just get my face caved in with one punch. <laughs> it could go either way. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I want to fight. I think it'd be fun to do it once. I know I've talked about that a couple of times, but I would love to get the uh, in the ring and uh, get a match in. I'd probably do mixed martial arts, so I could do some ground game and some striking. You know, I think that I think that'd be a lot of fun. I think that'd be a lot of fun, man. I uh, I think I'm going to cut out caffeine. Um, I noticed, so I told you guys Monday, I, what day is today? Wednesday? Yeah. I, excuse me. I told you guys Monday, I had a really cool, calm, relaxing day. Just a really nice, I was finally able to disconnect and relax. And I was telling my wife, I'm like, Anybody that, you know, I've talked about this very openly. I've, I've always struggled with anxiety. Um, I'm a very high drive person. It's very difficult for me to sit still. And I, I especially struggle with anxiety in the early morning, like mid-morning. Like both mid-morning for me is like 7 o'clock, like right now. Like morning and then uh, again around 3 or 4 o'clock. I don't know what it is. I mean, that's when school started and ended mate. when I was a kid. Maybe I just have so much trauma from hating school so much um, that I just get anxious still right before and right after. Um, I don't know what it is, but uh, I, I struggle with, I, I have not struggle with, I manage it very, very well. But uh, historically, when I had some issues, you know, when I was maybe using drugs or alcohol too much, um, a lot of it was not just to get high, it was to escape the anxiety. You know, I tell, I've told my wife, it's like, for me, I get this buzzing in my head. It's like, a, I can't relax, you know, it's like just this buzzing in my mind goes from topic, my mind's looking for something to devour. I'm, I'm very much a lost in a project person you know when I finally sit down and focus on something I don't think of anything else until it gets done and when I'm not focusing on a project um, it's very difficult for me to relax which is just not it's not sustainable long term it's really good for building businesses and companies and getting things done but it's just not it's not very sustainable long term because of the anxiety associated with it and you do need time to rest you know and uh so where was it oh yeah so monday i didn't have i wasn't anxious once and i'm thinking i'm such a creature of habit and routine and i'm always reverse engineering things right okay i felt this way this went really well how did we get to this 
place, right? And I, I realized Monday I didn't have a single sip of caffeine. So I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to go no caffeine. And I don't even know why I drink caffeine. I don't get, like, I don't get the same buzz or high that people get from caffeine. I just get anxious immediately. You know what I mean? Like, immediately. So, um, oh, here's that red light where that lady decided to flip me off. Let's see if we... <laughs> See if we have any takers today. I don't have time to follow anybody today. I got to get to Muay Thai. But um, today I'm not going to have any caffeine. But I noticed this morning I woke up. I don't know what it is. Like right around 7 o'clock I get this. uh, I think it's a combination of like school. I think it's a combination of like, you know, when I was in the insurance business, I'd be getting ramped up for meetings right now that I didn't want to do or go to. Um... I think it has a lot to do with that. And, man, these people, everybody's so angry today. What's the deal? These people, like, in traffic are, like, flipping out at each other. It's, like, 7.30 in the morning, dude. It's a little early to be that angry. <laughs> then you go back and listen to some of my podcast episodes where I'm flipping lid. <laughs> so I'm not one to, I can't talk, right? But, uh, ah, shh. Um, I gotta go pick up my Glock. I've been carrying a 45 because my Glock's, uh, I left my Glock for very professional deep clean and oiling. So I should learn how to do it myself, but you know, we'll, we'll get, we'll get to that. Um, you know, it's really crazy is, uh, you gotta pay taxes to live in the country and then you gotta pay taxes to live in a state. And then you've got to pay county taxes. Like, I have to go register our two new vehicles. I've been putting it off just because it makes me so angry that I have to do this dumb stuff. You know, I already paid sales tax on these vehicles, which was a good chunk of money. And now I have to pay a registration fee for the state of Maine. And between both cars, it's going to cost me like $1,800. $1,800 to register my vehicles. Isn't that crazy? And I'm just thinking about all the taxes I pay and all the money I spend and how many people I employ. And it's just... Um, it's, it's really... And you just look at what these idiots are doing with their money. Like, they just lost a fighter jet. They just lost an F-35 jet. What is that, $50 million probably? You know, they just lost a fighter jet. So the, the, the government has lost trillions of dollars. They just lost a fighter jet. But God forbid you pay your, your grandma pays you $600 on Cash App. You've got to report that for taxes. These... Uh, there, there is so much. They don't even hide the corruption anymore. They don't have. They don't hide the twisted bureaucracy anymore. They don't hide it. They're just importing thousands of in- illegal immigrants a day. They're injecting schools. Our public education system has completely failed. It's an abject failure. Our public education system is a failure. There's nothing good about it. There's nothing good about it. We are behind most of the developed world. 
by far in so many different measures of education and what do you see in schools now instead of like a focus on STEM and like trying to catch up to the rest of the world you know we're, we're focused on teaching kids about sex and gender ideology you know and it's so clear to see that we're under attack from the inside out and it's um you know there's 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 three things I can't remember what the third one is there, there are three things I encourage people to start to do some more research on themselves and that one of them is did the good guys really win World War II the second was was MLK Jr. actually a good person and the third is was this country actually developed by immigrants and anyone I read a post yesterday where it says if a man discovers any of those three things to not be true the way that we were taught his worldview shifts dramatically like let's take Martin Luther King Jr. for example yeah, freedom and equality absolutely admirable and great things to fight for and talk about but when you look at MLK Jr. Uh, he was a womanizer he cheated on his wife frequently and he was a communist like he was a very outspoken communist Martin Luther King Jr. was not a good guy when you start looking I don't remember what famous US general it was but after World War two he he basically said something along the lines of I don't think the good guys won and I'm not saying that Nazism is, is good that's not I'm not pro Nazi by any means whatsoever um, but even when you start to look into some of that stuff it's just history is written by the victors right um, most of the things that we were taught growing up are not as they seem and you look at the state of our world now and especially our country and the average American has less than 2,000 it's like 80% of America has like less than two grand in their bank account and we're taxed and taxed and taxed and taxed and taxed and everybody thinks we need to raise the minimum wage and raise you know livable wages livable wages not the wages imagine if you're you didn't have to pay taxes anymore imagine how much money everybody would have and and the and the smooth brain argument is who would build the roads well, you guys are all listening to me on some kind of a smartphone. I would imagine, who built this? Did, did the government need to be involved to build smartphones? Like, look at all the major innovations. How many major innovations outside of mil military is not even there. It's military innovations and technology are privatized corporations like Raytheon and all these other things, right? It's like, what good does the government actually do? Imagine if private companies had to compete to build the best road system. Can you imagine how amazing our roads would be? I would 100%. If I had to travel down a highway and pay $20 a day to go down the highway. Like right now, you got to figure, I probably... You know, after write-offs, I probably owe a week 
anywhere from two to three thousand dollars in taxes a week. That's a week, not a month, not a year, a week. Two to three grand in taxes. I would rather pay twenty dollars every time I had to hop on the highway to a company that built the highway as opposed to having to pay I mean imagine what do you think the average American pays in taxes weekly out of their paycheck it's got to be close to 40% at this point you know I saw this kid post his pay stub the other day uh, working for an auto body shop and he made like he made like $1,100 and he took home just over 600 and I'm thinking I'm sorry at what point did the government clock in and work it work this kid shift you know what I mean it's so and we're just all so used to it. It's just, oh, yeah, I'll pay my taxes. I just got to do my... Do-. It's like... Something needs to change. And all it would take is for a million people to get organized. That's all. That's all it would take. And that sounds like a lot, but when you think about... There's, what, 365 million people in the U.S.? One million organized people could completely change the, the, the country. Overnight. You get a million pissed off people, it's game over. It's game over, and there are way more than a million pissed off people. I can tell you that right now. There are way more than a million. Way more. And you know, here I am, I'm, I'm stuck in traffic behind all these people right now that are going to go work a job that they hate so that they could pay for things that they don't need because we've been sold... That you need to have, you know, two nice vehicles and six TVs in your house and this gaming system and that and these smartphones. And you could just see how we've been enslaved almost voluntarily. And that's the sinister. That's why this is what's happening is so sinister. Is that, you know, nobody is forcing us to do all these things with our money at gunpoint. We've just been brainwashed and indoctrinated by, you know, from such a young age. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to remove the middle class. Because once you remove the middle class and all you have is lower and very upper, um, you've completely ruined. Um, there's this, Capitalism and democracy are not sustainable. You need a middle class for it to be sustainable. And the middle class, year by year by year, is being eroded and eroded and eroded and eroded. And many people are just so lost in their day-to-day that they don't even... They don't think of things. They don't look around at things. They don't, they don't read between the lines. It's not even a matter of reading between the lines. It's just what's very obviously in front of your face. You know, I... How many times that I've heard people that these horror stories that they get sick and all of a sudden their insurance dumps them after they've paid for 20 years with no health issues. And it's just that the world is so corrupt. And I do hate the ultra rich, but that's the thing is they're not even it's not the ultra rich. It's the elite to where they don't care about money. They just care about control and power. And we are completely under their thumbs right now. We are completely under their thumbs. And you see some of these policies starting to be rolled out in Europe. So Europe has been completely destabilized. Um, They've imported 
hundreds of thousands of migrants. Most European cities, uh, now London, Paris, are dangerous. Extremely dangerous. Um, somebody posted a picture, a side-by-side -side picture of this street in London the other day. And the one from like 40 years ago, 50 years ago, it was a bunch of well-dressed people uh, waiting for a train or something like that. Well-dressed people, mostly white. Again, it's not. this isn't a race thing. I'm just letting you know what the pictures look like. Mostly white, well-dressed people. Um, you know, guys were sitting there reading newspapers. Women were wearing dresses with the little umbrellas. And then you fast-forward to the modern picture, and it's like... There's, there's women with head coverings, hijabs, there's whatever you call those things. Uh, the, it's probably 90% brown or black. Again, that, that there's anything wrong with that. But there's trash everywhere. There's, it, it's just... It's like... And it's so, you know, Israel's for the Jews and Nigeria's for Nigerians and... China's for Chinese, and it's like, where where are the white people allowed to be? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like any anytime you even hint at having a white area, it's like you're imme immediately branded as a racist. And it's just, it's, it's, it's dangerous. And this is why, guys, I want you to understand why I think this is bad. I don't think it's bad because there are black and brown and different types of people in places. I think it is bad because the rhetoric is generally anti-white. If this sort of cultural uh, diversification was happening naturally and amicably, it would be a completely different story. But it's not happening naturally and amicably. It's being forced... And while these people are being let into countries that they don't belong in because they didn't earn the right to be there, um, the rhetoric is anti-white to the point of violence. You know, you, if you, I've been in a couple of back and forths on Instagram with some black people and black people, there is a large, I posted a, a girl's comment to me the other day. There is a very large percentage of black people that truly believe white people are evil and all should be killed. Very large percentage. You know, this girl called my ancestors, which by the way, my ancestors never owned slaves. I've got Native American in me and the rest came over on boats way after slavery. And she said that my ancestors were a bunch of dirty homosexuals and violent blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I wanted to be like, I'm sorry, what are your current, what are black people currently doing to each other in Africa? Oh, that's right. They're putting tires around each other and lighting them on fire. It's like in this whole we were enslaved thing. It's like, how long are you going to use that as an excuse? Every single race of people has been enslaved at some point or another. And in fact, there are more slaves in the world now than there's ever been in human history. So I'm just confused as to how white people are at fault for all this. And we're not. It's just, it's poison. 
the stuff, none of that's true. Listen, if you're white and you're listening to me, you should never apologize for your heritage. You should never apologize for who you are. You should never apologize for the color of your skin. And you should, even if you had slave owners in your lineage, never apologize for that because you weren't alive. I'm sorry, if my great-grandpa stole from a dollar general, if they had them back then, in the 50s, or 30s, or 40s, should I be held criminally responsible for that guy's actions? Of course not. That's ludicrous. Should we be holding the Muslims accountable for what they did to white boat slaves? In the Atlantic, should we be should we be holding Muslims accountable? Should Muslims have to pay reparations to white people, to white men, the, the descendants of these white men who were look up boat slaves, look up look up boat slaves. It's way worse than anything you could possibly imagine. Way worse. Um, in fact, there's a scene in Vikings, the one with Ragnar. Uh, there's a scene in Vikings where he's actually enslaved and becomes a boat slave, and it's that's a really good depiction of what it was like exposed to the elements, naked, sitting in your own filth and excrement, being forced to row basically until you die, fingers and toes being frostbitten in your back, being lashed open by whips, and and just if you if you got too sick, they just toss you overboard into the ocean. Where's the accountability for that? If we're going to hold everybody accountable, why are we not talking about the fact that most black slaves came from black slave traders? Where's the accountability there? Should Africans start paying reparations to their brothers and sisters over here in this country that they sold? See, you're having an education... And what really took place is your best weapon against this stupidity. You know, I have girl, these these loud black women on Instagram calling me a mayo monkey. And it's just like, what if I were to call you the N-word? I would get, you could call me all these names, but I call you a name back and I would lose my Instagram account. Best case scenario, worst case it'd be clipped out and put in a news article somewhere and I'd be labeled as a racist and people would make death threats against me and my family. It's like, it's, uh, never apologize for being white. Never apologize for things that happened hundreds of years ago. And honestly, at the end of the day, you know, you could blame white people all that you want, but why don't we take a good hard look at your culture? Who killed Nipsey? Wasn't a white guy. Who killed the dude from uh, the Migos? Wasn't a white guy. Who killed Tupac? Who killed Biggie? Not white guys. Not white guys. 88% of murders in the black community are black on black. 88%. In the city of Minneapolis... Black men are 9% of the population, but account for 91% of violent crimes. 
but it's white people's fault? What percentage of young black kids grow up in fatherless homes? What percentage of black kids are born outside of wedlock? What percentage of black kids grow up to be violent criminals? You know, isn't it crazy how I could get in trouble for just pointing out FBI crime statistics? And this isn't a dig at black people. This is a, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's, let's actually look at the cause of these issues instead of just, okay, white, people's are, white people are bad. Like, can we have an honest conversation about why this is the case? Where it's institutionalized racism. Can you explain to me how anything about the institution is currently racist when um, affirmative act action has been in place for, what, 20 or 30 years? Where I could sit down and I could watch a football game and probably 90% of the players on the field that are making tens of millions of dollars, 90, 80 to 90% are black, and then it cuts to commercials... And 80% of the people in the commercials are black, although they're only 15% of the population. Like, if it were a matter of equal representation, 15% of the people in the commercials would be black because they're 15% of the population. But I sat there the other night and counted, and there were 11 commercials. And out of 11 commercials, okay, out of 11 commercials, nine of them have black people. And there's nothing wrong with commercials having black people. That's not the point. <laughs> well, what's wrong with people, black people? Being, um, nothing. That's, that's not the point. The point is, is that if everything were so unequal and racism was institutionalized... Why do I see more than equal representation of black people everywhere I look? And again, going back to the sports, why are all these guys out here making millions of dollars playing with a ball? Most of them black. And most of the newscasters, and most of this, and most of like, and now all these actors and actresses are black, and all of, now Cleopatra's black, and now Jesus is black, and now this person historically is black and people believe Napoleon there's a group of people that honestly believe that Napoleon was black <laughs> yes Napoleon Bonaparte the Frenchman <laughs> was black so it's not, it has nothing to do, and all of that wouldn't even bother me if it wasn't for the very obvious anti-white rhetoric surrounding all of this. And it's dangerous. It's dangerous because my daughter is white. She's going to grow up in a world where people think that white people are just inherently evil. I have no problem with black people in commercials. I have no problem with black people being represented in movies and things. What I have a problem is with is when all of this is happening and you're still crying and whining and bitching about racism and inequality. If you're, if you're black and you can't make it now, shame on you. Because it's easier than ever for you to make a life for yourself in this country. 
There's special programs and special loans and special grants for you if you're going to start a business and you're more likely to be accepted with lower scores to colleges and universities. What is your excuse now? It's the culture. It's the culture. It's I turn on, you open TikTok and it's this black girl rapping about how her P word is pink and her booty hole is brown. I mean, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But it's my fault. It's my fault because I, I pay my taxes and I work hard and I've sacrificed and you know, I want to build a better life for my daughter, but somehow it's my fault that y'all can't stop killing each other. My fault? My ancestors' fault? When all of your songs are about murder and rape and womanizing and drug use, it's my fault somehow? It's a culture thing. And a lot of black people agree with me. A lot of black people agree with me. It's a deeply seated culture issue. You know, these showed another video the other day and these these black girls are at um, uh, they're at, at a historical site where um black people were held in a dungeon and tortured and killed and you know what they were doing on top of this like basically mass grave they were twerking twerking but it's my fault right until people start to take accountability and at the end of the day I want you to take your power back because the more that you blame other groups of people for your problems the more that you give your power away and you lose control over changing the situation no amount of reparations is ever going to change your culture and in fact it'll probably make it worse because handouts never make anything better for anybody no amount of white apology will ever change your it's not going to make things any better for you until strong black men start to stand up and put an end to this nonsense and start being fathers and start getting married and start having kids and raising them in good Christian households and putting and, and being responsible until they stop and put an end to this music that talks about you know putting Molly in women's drinks and having sex with three of them at a time and dealing drugs and guns and shooting each other and it's never going to end never going to end yeah call me a racist I don't give a shit I don't care what you call me I'm sitting here praying that a change occurs because it's sad it's sad that the media has divided us to where black people hate white people and white people have to apologize you know, and I've got people on, on online calling me a mayo monkey, which is kind of hilarious, but a mayo monkey and call my ancestors homos and dirty and like all this stuff. It's like, I mean, I it's really sad. 
It's really sad to see that many people that have been brainwashed into blind hatred. That's what it is. Your little malleable brain got brainwashed into just blind hatred for a group of people over something that happened hundreds of years ago. It's, it's borderline retarded. It's retarded. And until people start to take responsibility for the shape that their culture is in, nothing changes. In fact, it's only going to get worse. Why is it that every single city is riddled with crime? Why is it that cities... There's a there's a black guy. This is a great one. There was a black guy on TikTok the other day. He was in a white, a predominantly white town, and he was videotaping. He was at a gas station, and he's like, he's videotaping. They've got snacks out, like outside the store. Everything was out: charcoal, lighter fluid, blocks of wood, uh, gas containers, windshield wiper fluid, like a normal gas station that you'd see in a small town. He walked into the store. I don't know if he was a truck driver or what. He walked into the store and there was like everything was like he couldn't believe that not everything was behind lock and key. And he's like, if this were in a black neighborhood, everything would be under lock and key. Can you explain to me how that white, that, is that white people's fault? I don't know, man. Food for thought. Love you guys. Goodbye.